This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, Every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast... Our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. I'm so happy to be here with you. So grateful. Thank you for sharing your energy with me for the next 45 minutes or so. I'm so happy and feeling still warm from this weekend. I hosted our second Higher Self Reading group on Zoom for our Angels and Miracles tier Patreon supporters. And it was such a sweet gathering. People asked me questions. People shared. Um, It was just so amazing to be able to see some of you (laughs) face-to-face and to talk to you like that and just the amount of love and support. And even for people who didn't share during the group, like them just being there and sharing their energy was amazing. And it was so, so sweet. I had such a good time. So thank you to all the people who were on the Zoom. It was amazing. I can't wait for next month. I'm also super psyched to be able to tell you who's going to be our guest next week for our guest episode. Remember, we're doing them every month, a different guest. And next week, it's going to be Amanda Yates Garcia from Between the Worlds podcast. Between the Worlds podcast is about tarot and mythology and psychology. And Amanda is such an amazing person. We've actually already recorded our episode. And I've always wanted to know more about tarot. And she just has the most soothing, awesome voice. She has Between the Worlds podcast is a very popular podcast. So I'm sure some of you have heard of her before. But anyway, I just wanted to tell y'all that next week's episode is off the hook and super sweet and very nourishing. So that's going to be great. Well, it's definitely summertime vibes in upstate New York. The high today where I'm at is 95 degrees. 
But the thing is, is that when it gets really hot, I always end up getting really cold because everywhere you go is like blasting AC. I don't know if any of y'all have this problem, but like it's such a weird juxtaposition. I'll be wearing like shorts or like a tank top and then I'll have to go to the store or like go into my office building, which is where I am right now recording this podcast, and it's freezing in here. Um, And it reminds me of Texas because in Texas, I grew up in Texas, so I'm used to the heat. But the AC situation there is wild. I mean, it's just wild. It's every time I visit my parents, I have to like have a blanket on me or wear a big sweater everywhere I go. And it's just really funny. Anyway, we've got to go swimming um, this past weekend, Memorial Weekend. It was really, really sweet. So I hope that you were able to relax as well. Maybe a little grill situation, maybe a little coleslaw or like potato salad or something yummy like that. Lemonade, iced tea. Mm, I love iced tea. Like it's the best. I love iced tea. Before we get started, I just wanted to check in and remind you that it's really important, especially right now, the world is feeling extremely overwhelming in a lot of ways, especially with the news. And as busy as we are, when things happen that are really difficult in our collective lives, it's not like our personal lives all of a sudden make room for that. No, it happens like on top of whatever we're going through in our personal life. And that's why it's so important that we have a routine where we're checking in with our higher selves every single day. I know that sometimes that can seem like a lot to do because you're obviously very busy, but honestly, even five minutes in the morning can make a huge difference for the state of your consciousness for the rest of the day. So every single morning, it's really important to remind yourself that you're whole, that you're worthy, that love is your highest purpose on this earth and set that tone for your day so that no matter what happens, you will be grounded in that truth. When you don't plug in, when we don't channel in to our higher selves actively, we can't expect ourselves to be automatically in that consciousness. You know, our world is constantly competing for control of our consciousness all the time when we scroll, we're bringing in other people's consciousness through information. When we watch TV shows, we're plugged into the consciousness of that storyline. So we're always allowing our minds to kind of be taken in a lot of different directions. And then of course, there's the mind that is our conditioning from our past and from our trauma that's also trying to bring us down. So we have to make an effort to channel into the highest state of our consciousness. It doesn't just happen automatically. And I know for me personally, when I get caught up, I get really busy and I don't take those times in the morning, I might not notice it right away. And then all of a sudden, like a couple of weeks later, I'm like, why have I been feeling so off? Oh yeah, that's why. So I just really want to be that person in your life today that reminds you, take some time, even if it's five, 10 minutes in the morning, do the meditation, do the journaling, say a prayer, say some affirmations, put your hand on your heart, remind yourself, love is why I'm here. I'm here to experience and share love on this earth. I'm a gift 
to this world and I know that I'm whole right now in this moment. All right, babes, you can use that one too. If you if that one works, if those affirmations work, please do use that. Let's get to the questions. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I'm autistic and struggle with talking, so I hope sending my question in writing is okay. I somewhat recently started going by a new name. It's been several months, and I use this name at work with friends, etc. I still use my old name for legal things and don't intend to change my name legally, and my family still uses that name for me. I'm non-binary, and I started using they-them pronouns maybe a year before that. All this was pandemic times and has severely affected the way I socialize and perceive myself in relation to other people. I've always struggled to hear my name, and this is still true with my new name. I'm autistic and just hate to be perceived generally, but I think it might have gotten worse since the name and pronouns change. I don't know how to tell if this name and pronouns are actually right for me when nothing feels right. I feel like an imposter every day. To complicate it more, I've had a lot of mental health issues for the last years. I've had a lot of mental health issues for the last few years with increased anxiety and depression, and 2022 was spent mostly dissociating. I don't really have any friends anymore and have lost a lot of the things that I thought used to define me. Autistic burnout has led me to not really know who I am. I've done all the things you're supposed to do, engaged in my interests and hobbies, gone to therapy, which does not work for me. Most therapists are not equipped to support an autistic person. Tried to engage with nature, although TBH, I'm mostly inside because of depression, and tried to really get in tune with myself, but I'm just lost. I feel like my whole life will be spent settling for some identity that's not mine, hearing people call me a name that's not mine, being perceived as something I'm not. Does that make sense? Any advice for either figuring out what what actually feels right or somehow getting beyond it and just accepting it's not right? This may be harder because I struggle with interception and interpreting feelings in my body. Just going with what feels right has never worked because I can't tell. I feel lost in everything right now, and I wonder if this core misalignment with myself is at the center of it all, and maybe some parts of me can rest if I figure this out. I love the podcast, and I'm grateful you're here. Thanks for any support you can give. Hi, hon. I'm going to tell you straight up. There are things in this world that are not right, and you don't fit in to that system. And that is not a bad thing. Our system, our way of organizing, our way of labeling ourselves, our way of understanding gender, our way of understanding neurodiversity, all of that is still very much born out of a binary idea of who we are. We're either mentally ill or mentally healthy. We're either a boy or a girl. We're either good or we're bad. We're either happy or we're sad. And this binary system of thinking often leaves so many of us who don't feel like we fit in and we feel like we're somewhere in the spectrum of existing or we contain multitudes, have a really difficult time feeling at ease with ourselves in this society and the way that it has organized itself. I totally relate with you wanting to change your pronouns and changing your name and still not quite feeling like it completely encapsulates you, which of course it doesn't because language is very limiting. 
right? Language is just a system of our communication, but honestly, it doesn't encompass everything about us. We cannot be encompassed in a word or in a pronoun. And a lot of the they, them pronouns is a reaction to the binary system, but even the word they or them even being referred to that way. I mean, it's just a word and it's really the meaning that you give it. So when you can think of yourself as both beyond societal definitions and yet also at the same time living within that society, you see that using pronouns like they, them helps a little bit, right? It helps a little bit because you're telling people and you're telling yourself that I desire to live outside of that binary system, even though just the fact that you have to call yourself they, them is reaction to that binary system, right? Even calling yourself non-binary is acknowledging the binary system. So we are at a certain stage in the awakening to the multitudes of who we are as human beings, but we're not there. We aren't aware right? And your autism is a prime example of that. For so long, people have labeled autism as a disorder, disregarding the fact that humans don't live in this binary of normal versus not normal, right? It's a spectrum of experience. It's a spectrum of neurodiversity. And I don't want to get in too much about that because I'm not an expert But I do know that there are still so many people and so much institutional ideas of labeling somebody being different as somebody having a disorder. And that is so common. But from the higher self perspective, you were created whole, just how you are. And you are serving a purpose in this world. And part of that purpose is expanding other people's minds of what a life could look like. And it's not easy to be that person, right? It's not easy to represent in many ways the limitations of how we have organized our society. Because when you live outside of that system, you automatically represent that. And that wasn't your choice, right, to be put in that position. It's the same thing, like, say, for trans people. They should be able to just live their life and not have to think about the political implications of them living their life. But because they live in the system, their simple existence represents something for other people. It triggers something in other people. So when you say you feel lost, I'm going to tell you that being lost in this world isn't necessarily a bad thing. Not fitting in in this world isn't necessarily a bad thing. What can help you stay grounded is actually acknowledging that you, who you really are, is your higher self. Your higher self is beyond the labels and identities that we as a society have created. You are a spirit having a human experience. That is who you really are. And in the depth of you is a wisdom and a truth that connects you to every living being on this earth. 
in our higher selves, we are ultimately one. And then there's all these layers outside of our higher selves that are part of our biology, part of our conditioning, part of our physicality. And that tells a story and it exists on a spectrum of experience. That's true. But on our deepest level, who we really are is something that is ultimately unnameable. Language cannot define your wholeness, your truth. There are no words to encapsulate that divinity within you. But you can connect to that space in your heart, regardless of the circumstances of this outside reality. I just posted something on Twitter the other day that said, what if imposter syndrome is a precursor to realizing you're here to disrupt and revolutionize the status quo? What if being an imposter to an oppressive system means you're here to tear it down? And let me tell you, the biggest threat to an oppressive system is your self-acceptance and your joy. Is you loving yourself for who you are in your heart? Is you knowing that you are whole right now? And that yes, you're going to have many experiences. Some you're going to feel good. Some you're going to feel bad. Yes, that is part of the human experience. Yes, we can be caught up in depressive episodes. Yes, that does happen. It happens to a lot of people, including me. But our deepest truth is that we are okay and we are enough. And the more we can remind ourselves of that on a daily basis, the less overwhelming this oppressive system will be, the less we will need to fit into it. Because our existence and our happiness and our joy is part of awakening the world. We're here to awaken that. And the first step is by accepting ourselves as who we are. And then when we live in that self-acceptance and we connect to our higher self, we are changing the consciousness of the planet. And so, babe, I feel you. I really do. I understand how confusing and overwhelming and challenging it is to be a human walking on this earth right now at this time. I don't understand every single one of your experiences, but what I do know in my heart and in my truth is that you are truly a gift to this world. And the more you can remind yourself of that, the more you can see what a gift it is for you to even tell somebody your name, (laughs) you know, You're giving somebody a gift by letting them know you, even in that limited conceptual idea of language. You know, it doesn't have to encapsulate everything, but you can see it as something that you can give to others because it truly is a joy to know you. And when you plug into that self-compassion and that compassion for other people, who are also struggling in self-acceptance in their own way, you can see how you being generous with your time or communication, when you feel comfortable, how much that is helping other people feel like they can be their authentic self. Even you writing this email into this show, 
is helping all the people that are listening to it understand that ultimately that's their path as well. You are on the same path. We're all on the same path of self-acceptance and connecting to the divinity within us and knowing our true purpose here is to awaken the world to love. So I'm sending you so much love and care and I want you to know how important you are. Okay? Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, I am recording this because I love your podcast. I think it's great. And I have a question that I would love to get your thoughts on. So, okay. So I was in like a four-year-long relationship that ended about nine months ago. And prior to this relationship, I mean, he was like my first love, truly. First person that I had sex with, the first person that I orgasmed with, you know. I mean, it was just like a very strong bond. We lived together. It was a lot. It was a lot. We shared a lot. Um, so nine months have passed and I have had sexual encounters with, I would say like 10 people since then. And, um, I guess I'm kind of struggling with like, I have this like energy inside of me. I, I struggle or I hesitate to classify it necessarily as sexual energy because maybe energy just takes different forms and maybe it's just a general passionate energy. I don't know. Um, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm horny and I don't really know what to do about it. I feel like I'm very, I'm just a very horny lady and that's fine. But is it? <laughs> I guess I like, okay. So recently I was, um, stealthed. So that means that I had asked someone to use a condom and they took it off without my express permission. So that kind of sucks. Um, that happened to me. And also I've had one night stands that leave me feeling emotionally attached. And I don't know if that's just my female biology, like, you know, releasing the bonding hormone when I have sex with someone. I'm not sure. But I'm very afraid of 
indulging my sexual energy because I have been basically like, you know, hurt from that and also have grown attachments from that that end up not going anywhere. And also I grew up pretty strongly um, religious and not ever really being told that it's okay to have sex outside of like marriage. So I guess you could say I grew up pretty repressed and I think that's all coming out now that I'm like 25 and um, able to kind of explore how I want to. I guess basically... I don't know how to be okay with the f- sex <laughs> in general. Um, I don't know. I guess I just feel a little stuck, especially with this whole stealthing thing happening, and I don't really know what to do about it. I am seeing a therapist. I haven't brought it up with them yet, but I'm seeing them later today, so I'll talk to them about it. I don't know. I just feel like every time that I do have sex, I end up getting hurt in some kind of way, even in like masturbation. Like I kind of like feel bad consuming porn, even though sometimes I'm on this like website that's like ethical porn or whatever, but sometimes that doesn't do it for me. So then I have to go to Pornhub and that's anyway, I guess I, how do I hire self my sex life? Oh, that's great. That's a great way of putting it. I should have started with that. Um, All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, I hope you're having a great day. And um, I really enjoy your podcast. So thank you so much. Okay, bye. Hi, sweetheart. Okay, I love this question because I know a lot of people can relate to it. They can relate to the fact that we all grew up in a very sexually shamed culture. I mean, we're talking generations and generations of religious shame. Um, We were colonized by Puritans. So much of American culture, at least, is based on pleasure being morally wrong, especially sexual pleasure. Any sexual activity outside of marriage that is supposedly sanctioned by God. So there's so much there and so much generational trauma. And that shaming is what feeds the toxic, unhealthy cycles of abuse around sex too. So it's like this constant cycle of unhealthy relationship to sex, sexual shame, feeding into people's distorted ideas and repression and control over others and using sex as a form of unconsensual dominance. You know, there's just, there's so much stuff and so much of it is rooted in the fact that we don't have a perspective of self-acceptance when it comes to our sexual desires and our sexual pleasure. So you having these desires and being horny, there's like an element of embarrassment to that when it really is nothing to be embarrassed about at all. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And 
not everybody experiences that. Not everybody experiences that for most of their adulthood. So now that you're in this period of your life, what our higher selves want us to do is use all of our experience as curriculum in order to more fully awaken to our worth and our self-acceptance and healing our relationship to our sexual identity and allowing ourselves to experience pleasure is such an important part of the awakening process. So all of these thoughts that you're having and the fact that you called in is just a testament to the fact that you're evolving and you're awakening and it's really, really beautiful. And thank you for sending in your question and trusting me with that. I'm really sorry that that jerk, whoever they were, did that stealth thing. I mean, that's just, it's absolutely not okay. And it's just really, really bad. And that's why, because we live in a culture that does have such distorted views on sex and so many people who are unhealed in that way and so many people who are misguided, it's even more important for our boundaries to be really, really clear. And in order for us to understand our boundaries about sex, we kind of have to really go inward and ask ourselves, what is it that we are actually looking for? Are we looking for pleasure? Because there are many ways of experiencing pleasure. Are we looking for sexual expression? Because there are many ways to express ourselves sexually that don't have to do with one night stands. And in particular, I think for you, I'm feeling like There is this other part of your sexual expression that is part of your spiritual expression. There's a whole, there's a whole tradition of people using sexual energy to manifest in their life. There's sex magic, there's tantra. And I think what could be really awesome for you to do right now is to get some books and explore that side of the esoteric tradition and see if you find some kind of connection in that way. Because so much of that stuff really is about owning your own power and owning the beauty and the magic of your connection to your body, moving energy throughout your body, using your orgasms to manifest. I mean, it's all super beautiful. And I think that this could be a great time for you to kind of direct that those feelings and embrace them by learning more about it, by learning more about that part of yourself. You're obviously a spiritual person. You're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, And I think that this could be something that you are really, really into. And as far as watching mainstream porn versus ethical porn, we as individuals are constantly making choices that have repercussions according to our whole as a society. Like there are so many things that we do on a daily basis that are a reflection of a system that is broken. For example, we are destroying our planet with plastic and we deeply care about the planet and yet we will still go and get that iced coffee even though we know that our planet is being destroyed, right? When it comes to porn, we know that ethical porn is guaranteed that the actors are getting paid fairly, that every video is consensual. And then when you go into these other porn sites, 
it feels less safe, right? It feels like you're supporting a dirty industry in the same way you support like the plastic industry. And we as individuals make those choices every single day. What I think is we live in a culture with so much content, right? We're just constantly consuming content. So many different shows we could watch, so many different pictures we could look at, all these TikTok videos. And our brains want more and more options. And then when you look at porn, you go to the ethical porn site and there's maybe like, I don't know, 10 videos or something. And then you go to like Pornhub and there's like thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of options of content. And your brain is like, I want to go here because I need to be taking on something that's interesting and new and exploring my fantasies and, and all of that stuff. And look, you're human. A lot of people do that. And there's no shame in having fantasies. Look, our culture ingrained in us this wrongness about sex That's in our psyche and our fantasies are a lot of times driven by that wrongness. So it's the wrongness that takes us to that quote unquote dirty video. And then it's the wrongness that punishes us for getting off on that afterwards. And what is the point of that? You know, what is the point of experiencing pleasure and then punishing yourself afterwards? What I think is the most empowering thing and the way that you will know that you're making choices and having boundaries, whether that's with other people, IRL, or with whatever videos you want to watch, the boundaries that make you feel the most empowered in your sexuality. And you're not really going to know what that is completely until you empower yourself and stop the shame. Like if we spent some time with ourselves really practicing becoming aware of every time we have like a shameful thought or how much the patriarchy has affected us in terms of our sexuality and we start letting go of some of that stuff and we start saying, "Mm -mm, you know what, I'm not going to feel guilty about this right now. Or we start saying to ourselves, ooh, I'm in the mood. That's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And when we change the story about our sexual expression, that's when we start to know what really turns us on. And that's when we start to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with the fact that this turns me on because I'm in a place of empowerment. I know I'm worthy. I know I'm whole. I know I deserve love. I know other people do too. And this is how I get off. And you can own it right? So it's not about finding the right video that helps you own it. It's about you owning it inside and exploring what aligns with you. And I have a feeling that's going to keep evolving. The older you get, the more experience you have, the closer you get to yourself and your own intimacy, it's going to keep evolving. So trust your sexual journey. Take some time for yourself, prioritize yourself and getting to know yourself more and your self-empowerment, right? We want to connect sexual expression to self-empowerment. We want those two things to connect. That's your healing now. And honestly, that's everybody who's listening to this healing. It's an ongoing process. But the sooner we start calling ourselves out for shaming ourselves for our desires, the more aware and the more power we take back 
into knowing, you know what, I'm good just how I am. I love myself, all the parts of myself. Okay, sending you so much love. Hey, Bunny. Hey, Kara. You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. We couldn't do this work without you. Our Patreon and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks, y'all. Hi, Bunny. So I hurt somebody that is a very kind, genuine person. And I feel really awful about it. And I hurt them by not being open and honest with my feelings and not communicating that right away and being too scared to have that conversation of compatibility and not wanting to be exclusive. So I started seeing one of my workers and they have never been in a relationship, have never really done anything with anybody, and they're very shy and um, just very sweet, and we were friends for a while and such, and then they asked me out and stuff, and we've been, like, seeing each other, but um, it had been pretty, like, stagnant, and I wasn't really progressing, um, and we never had that exclusivity talk, so I definitely... Um, did the wrong thing by not doing that and continuing to see other people when the opportunity arose and wasn't really, I guess, keeping our relationship 100% serious like they were. So we were really just on different pages. And so once they found out that I had lots of somebody else, um, I really broke their heart. And and I really understand what I did wrong. I really regret deeply not having that conversation because I ruined such a great friendship and I feel like I ruined them and they told me they were never going to be the same and that I broke her heart and all my coworkers are upset with me and everyone's kind of upset with me for hurting somebody like that and I do feel awful. I never meant to but I know that's cliche and obviously knew what I was doing by not having that conversation but I think that I was just too scared and I do have a hard time like rejecting people and yeah so I'm feeling really bad about myself, um, and I definitely will never make this mistake again, but I'm just feeling, like, like really ashamed of myself, and um, it's kind of hard to live with myself and, like, the consequences at the moment. Um, you know, I just, I feel pretty bad, and I really wish I would have opened up to him. You know, so if you have just any advice on how to forgive myself and how to... Yeah, I think I'm just going to take some time to just focus on myself, but I just I feel like a really bad person, and I, I know I'm not, but I just feel so bad that I hurt someone so kind. And I just hope, yeah, they're doing okay. Thank you. Bye. 
Hi, sweetheart. You know, we all make mistakes. As cliche as that sounds, it is absolutely true. We all make mistakes. We all do things that hurt somebody. We all do things that we regret. We all don't communicate something we should. We all communicate something we didn't mean. You know, you're human and you need to let yourself off the hook because the more you shame yourself for that mistake, what ends up happening is that that shame gives you a perspective of low self-worth, which actually takes you out of the lens of your higher self, knowing that you're fully worthy of your needs. And that's ultimately the lesson. You didn't want to communicate to your friend what your needs really were because you felt guilty for having them. And all that did was lead you to doing something that you now regret. So the lesson here is that your needs are valid. And when you said you have a really hard time rejecting people, what that tells me is that you have a really hard time thinking that your needs and desires are worthy of that conversation. When we don't align with our higher selves, we end up making choices that don't reflect our higher selves. And that really is the lesson. That's the awakening. Love guides us to the right path. And the loving thing to do is acknowledge your needs and acknowledge that if your needs don't align with somebody else, the caring thing to do is to tell them, right? So our lessons come in difficult packages sometimes, but you're going to be okay. And this is a very valuable lesson for you to learn. And it's a valuable lesson for your ex friend to learn too, because that person should have also spoken up about what boundaries made them feel safe, right? Both of you didn't say the thing that you needed to say, and somebody ended up getting hurt. So you kind of both have the same lesson. And in that way, you're teaching each other that very valuable lesson. And that's what relationships do. They help us heal. So Just take it one day at a time. I promise it will get better. And one thing that I found helpful when I have like a falling out with somebody is that I just wish them love every single day. I just try to send them love energetically because it helps you channel into that love and shift the energy because you do really care for them and you do want them to be happy. So you just say, I hope that you're happy. I hope you're feeling good. Sending you lots of love. And even though they're not literally going to hear it, on some energetic level, they will feel it. They will. And it'll help shift it within you too. Okay? You got this. Hey, Bunny. Um, I love your podcast. And I just wanted to call with a quick question. So I'm contemplating going on antidepressants and I guess maybe I just wanted to like externally process this because I know, you know, there's this idea out there that like, um, you know, any thought, whether that's like depressed or happy or blah, 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 like is a, a teacher and can teach you things. So I guess I'm just like, mostly I'm like nervous. I don't want to numb out with antidepressants. I don't want to numb myself to like the human experience, but also like I don't, whenever I have free time, I don't want to be like laying on the couch because I like 
don't have the energy to do anything. I guess I don't know. I guess maybe I think the loving thing is to like maybe try antidepressants because I also am trying to like be creative. But yeah, anytime I have free time, I don't want to do that. I just want to lay down because I'm tired and I have bad thoughts and I just want to lay down. So I feel like maybe the antidepressants could help just kind of get through those bad thoughts and help me to, I just feel like I don't see how these thoughts are helpful. I don't see how, like, um, I guess I'm not even sure if I'm, like, really depressed. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm, like, just, like, sad about something, but, like, this last time when I was laying on the couch crying, it was just, I just was. Like, there was really no reason for it. And I guess I don't really have to be on antidepressants for a long time. Like, it could just be for, like, a short minute just to, like, I don't know, maybe process and stuff. It might be helpful. Anyway, I don't know. Obviously, I'm having, like, some back and forth thoughts about it. But I think I'm going to just try them and, like... Because I already have tried them in the past, and then I stopped them because I couldn't orgasm. So, I don't know. Anyway, okay, that's that's my question. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, babe. It's so funny when you're asking this question. I mean, it's not funny. I mean, it's kind of amazing that you're kind of asking the question, and then you're higher selfing yourself at the same time. Like, you're like, I guess I could just try them. Like, you were seeing all of the options. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Making this choice is just to see if it works for you or not. You know, we, we all have different things that work for our healing. Antidepressants do great for some people and they don't do great for other people. But it's really, really important not to make any assumptions that it's going to be great or that it's not going to be great (laughs) because you don't know. And I can't tell you that. What I do want to make sure is that you are working with a therapist in that process. I don't think personally it's enough to just have a psychiatrist prescribe you medicine and not also see a therapist once a week so that you can really have somebody to guide you through that process, that adjustment period with the antidepressants, and to help you make those decisions. And I totally understand what you're going through. I went through the same thing when I was diagnosed with a mental health condition and my therapist suggested antidepressants. I was like, well, I don't want it to get away in the way of my creativity. But then I thought, oh, well, my depression really gets in the way of my creativity. And you're absolutely right that Taking antidepressants doesn't mean you're going to be taking them for the rest of your life. It could just be something that you're doing temporarily. But I also have to say, and I want to say this to not just you, but to everybody, that just doing that one form of healing isn't enough. Because what the antidepressants do is help you with your thinking. But what the path of your higher self does is connect you to the part of yourself beyond your thinking, right? So your healing is twofold. It's using therapy and healing modalities and those things that work for you in this reality of our thoughts 
and our triggers and our trauma. And then there's another part of your healing journey that goes deep within you and connects you to something that is beyond your depression, right? It connects you to the part of you that is beyond the things that you're still working on healing. And that part of you never changes. That's always there. It's changeless because the true reality of you is divine love. And that's there whether you're dealing with anxiety, whether you're dealing with a health issue, whether you're dealing with a a breakup, whether you're dealing with unhealed trauma, that has always been there. And so, yes, we do the therapy. Yes, we do the meditation. Yes, we do the yoga. Yes, we do the acupuncture. Yes, maybe we take medication. We also connect to spirit. And that's really what I'm trying to help manifest with this podcast is that, yes, we have this stuff going on in our lives. Yes, our lives can be a roller coaster of experiences, both good and bad. But underneath it all, we prioritize connecting to the part of us that is eternal, that is always whole and always connected to love. So it's both and. I love my therapist. Love my therapist. I, she's the best. And I don't know what I'd do without her. But if I don't have my morning routine where I connect with spirit, therapy is not enough. I need that spiritual nourishment from my higher self. I need to connect to that relationship that intimacy, because it reminds me that I am beyond this world, that I'm more than my mental health issues, I'm more than my relationships, I'm more than my job, and it's the same with all of you. And when we know that wholeness within us, when we know that we are here for a purpose, but ultimately this isn't our real home, in a whole other deep way, we're able to deal with this reality with less attachment and more joy because we know it doesn't completely define us, right? Love defines us. So as you continue down this exploration of what your healing journey should look like, don't forget your spiritual connection to your higher self. That is the priority. Okay, I'm sending you so much love. And next, I'm going to be playing another listener response message. Hi, I'm calling in in response to episode 79 um, to the woman who said that she was struggling with feeling like she needed to prove her bisexuality and also not wanting to take another step towards getting a dog with her partner. Um, and I just wanted to offer some of my perspective and it's a little bit different, um, than what was talked about in the podcast, which I think is also great advice, but I'm a lesbian and I identified as bisexual for many years. Um, and I just found myself relating to a lot of what she was saying. Um, especially like feeling like you're faking it. Um, With a boyfriend, I kind of felt like I knew how people in relationships acted, 
but I, I, it didn't necessarily feel connected to who I actually was and how I actually felt. Um, and it took a long time to figure out and the lesbian master doc definitely helped. And I recommend Googling that if you haven't yet, but it was a lot easier for me to realize that I was attracted to women than to realize that I was not attracted to men because a lot of our culture, like when you identify as a woman, like there's a lot of cultural influence to appeal to men and to want validation from men and to appeal to the male gaze. Um, and it took me some time to realize a lot of like my like womanhood was like very much centered around men, even though my sexuality was not. Um, and I'm still kind of like disentangling myself from that. Um, but I will just share in my experience, other than the initial like kind of panic I felt of like, oh my God, I'm a lesbian and I can't believe I didn't know for this long. And also I'm dating a man and what do I do? Um, I found that once I realized that I was gay and not bisexual, I could really relax because I still haven't like dated a woman um, in like a long-term relationship. I haven't had sexual experiences with women, but I finally feel like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Like so many people like realize they're gay later in life, like end up having dated a lot of men because that is just the way that we're socialized and kind of expected to date. Um, so I would just advise that you like release yourself from this pressure and like maybe do some introspection around your identity. Um, and it might be that you're a bisexual woman who leans in your attraction towards women and that's totally valid. It might also be that you're a lesbian, also totally valid. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm just thinking of you. I just feel like I can really relate to a lot of what you've been saying. And I hope that you give yourself the time that you need to kind of figure out who you are and what you want, because you definitely deserve that. And your partner does too. So good luck with everything. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. That was such an amazing response and perspective. I totally relate to that too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love the line where you said, it's a lot easier to admit you're attracted to women than you're not attracted to men. Like I totally never thought of it that way, but that is very true because there is so much pressure to be attracted to men <laughs> for people that are socialized as women. So thank you so much for sending in that response. It was so sweet and so thoughtful. I really appreciate it. I'm sure that the listener who had sent in that question does too. All right, everybody, that wraps up this week's episode. Remember, take care of yourself. Take some time, even if it's five minutes a day, to align with love, align with your higher self, the part of you that is beyond all of these labels, these identities the world gives us, the part of us where we are one with each other. We are connected through love and through our spirit. Love you so much. So does your higher self. See you next time. EXO Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.